1: And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right into it. I've been very excited for this conversation because, as I was just saying off air, I feel like I know our uh, our, our guest, uh, Mark Fujiwara, um, who is partners with my uh, dear, dear friend and returning guest on the program, uh, Justin Breen. But, Mark, welcome to the program. Oh, honored to be here,
2: Shalom. and. Uh, First off, I want to I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your service. Really appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. A hero of mine.
1: Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. And um and as uh I will just say this plug as I always do on the air, uh you know a lot of folks don't understand uh what it means to uh sometimes balance business and service and uh that's what those in the uh Army Reserve and National Guard do so. Thank you for recognizing that. So, Mark, um, I want to get to know you, the person behind the microphone, before we jump into your latest and greatest business venture with our friend uh, Justin Breen, and it's called the Republic Network. But we're gonna we're gonna get there in just a moment. Mark, tell our listeners who is Mark Fujiwara. All right. So,
2: um, thirty years in
1: uh, w- what you would call the wealth management business,
2: uh, certified portfolio manager from Columbia. Um, and really started the business in, in a kind of a different way. I really, in a nutshell, built a family office type of practice. Um, and specialty is, is just bringing together right right cohesive teams to get the best results and uh, optimize the wealth created by terms of the people selling their companies. But um, really, the, the the thing that I do is, is just create the right introductions, the right introductions to get the results. People can come to me for results. And um, uh, my job is to, uh, the heavily vetted professionals that I work very closely with, bring them the right professionals, um, you know, depending on fit.
1: That's awesome. So what I'm hearing from uh again our our uh first time guest here Mark Vujour is that uh, certainly it's all about relationships, it's all about the people and and certainly you understand that um as it relates to helping people obviously on the uh, on the wealth management side and that leads us to uh where you are going uh these days and Uh, To sort of preface that and to talk a little bit about it, where have you been networking, Mark? Where have you built some of uh, those outstanding relationships in business as well as in your personal and professional life?
2: Um, I think it it boils down to um, really boils down to to networking with the right people. So I think my first networking event was about 30 years ago and I went into, I think it was called the tip and you go in there and you just kind of trade leads, leads for leads. And you're like, uh, use this, uh, use this accountant. He's in my La tip group. And uh, that that of course is transformed a bit. So to answer your question, in terms of the network that you, that I that I built was to, to ask the right people. You know and that's the premise around graphic network, which is like um, it's like whoa, did you magically get these hundred hundred plus uh, professional partnerships? It's like no, actually, certain people in the in in this in this hundreds of, of, of people here, uh, great professionals. I asked them. I said, do you have somebody? Do you have a trusted contact that can get me this result? So. I also, you know, I've been strategic coach. Um, I've been in different mastermind groups. Also, a very good good way to do things, um, but it takes time. It takes takes a lot of time. So the the quickest path is, you know, for, for me is to ask the right people, guys like Justin, guys like the trusted people, you know, within my network.
1: That's awesome, that's fantastic again. I'm chatting with uh, Mark Vajoar, who is uh, partnered with uh, Justin Breen on the Brepic network and that's honestly great advice that you're sharing with uh, all of our listeners about uh those those relationships and It's interesting because i've I've sort of studied uh, many successful entrepreneurs business owners, and I've discovered that many of the uh, best service providers in the world frankly aren't doing a lot of advertising and that's because their business is coming um through Word of mouth and referrals, and I know you mentioned uh, strategic coach, and I know that Justin talks about that all the time. So, what is the premise of Brepic Network, and and what are you what are you hoping to uh, change in the world with uh, with your upcoming project?
2: So, uh, I'll extend it off with Justin's um, description LinkedIn without the BS. Um, so, <laughs> we you know we had kind of thought about this uh, separately, and then I met him through strategic coach. And all my business is, as I mentioned, is is purely derived upon getting results to the right connections. Getting results with the right connections, and you know, I even I even go so far as saying that um, you know, there's certain connections that you can't really put a dollar price on. There's really, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I mentioned to to um, someone I just met a few months ago that I wanted to get my daughter into. A, a private uh, private school here in San Francisco, probably the hardest school to get into, and in, you know in Northern California, uh, a school called Hamlet's. And he says, "Hey, I think I can, uh, I think I can introduce you to someone on the board. Would that help?" Um, so you can't really say, "Okay, that's worth this much or that much." What what that is though is it takes a lot of the guesswork out. It gets me the result that I want through a direct connection. I see the value of connections from you know this standpoint to you know, create an MA and team to sell your business.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's that's absolutely correct. And I, I by the way, I love that that saying of LinkedIn without the BS, um, which is which is cool. So, what kind of people um, do you believe will be a, a good fit in the invitation only network?
2: Yeah, it's invitation and only. And that's a good point in terms of the, the people that play at a high level in, in the service business typically don't want to advertise. It's not a spray and pray mentality. You want, as Justin had mentioned, the top 1% of the 1%. And what that means is that people are playing at a high level. They're really good at what they do. They're, they're, they're top of the food chain in whatever industry, whatever they're doing. Um, but there's, a, there's another side of that. They have an abundance mindset have an abundance mindset like i have you know there's going to be financial advisors in this network and people are like well why would you have financial advisors in this network because they serve a very small niche that i really can't serve that well quite frankly so the the vetting process shalom comes down to that first conversation i have with them and the description of it it's like the and the description purely is it, it's a it's a fast track to get the types of introductions that you want, a fast track to get the the, the high quality types of life, uh, introductions that you want. And what that means is that there's certain people that I can turn to like Justin and say, Justin, I need some, an introduction to get me this result. Justin will send me that contact and he'll send me the LinkedIn, the bio. I won't even look at that. I don't say how, how much it costs. I know Justin's going to send me someone very solid, someone very good, and that's going to be able to get the results. So that's the premise around that. It's almost like doing a Google search and say, I need this, this type of introduction. And the people within here are people like Justin and I. We play at a high level. We, we carefully vet the people that, that come into our network. Our own network, our very own network, and and only utilize people that that we know very well that we've had interaction with, so that that introduction is a hundred percent.
1: And and I know from uh, from uh, getting to know you and, and Justin that it is also about, uh, we mentioned service a couple of minutes ago, it is also uh, people that are you know, sort of just good people and trying to do what's right. And uh, you mentioned abundance, which I know is the, the buzzword, um, So which is great. So we've got about two minutes remaining, Mark, and I would be remiss if, uh, as I talk to a successful entrepreneur, a successful uh, advisor like yourself, um, if I didn't ask for your advice for fellow entrepreneurs, especially as we wrap up this calendar year. Um, so many people in the Chicagoland area and beyond looking to put things in place now to make their business successful in the upcoming year. What is the? I, I'm going to ask it in a strange way, but what is the what is the biggest um, sort of speed bump that you face that maybe you want to make sure somebody doesn't hit along the way that you can maybe help them avoid? Absolutely, um, the biggest speed bump I, I, I faced was
2: uh, trying to sell trying to sell. And what selling means is that you have a product, you have a service and you're just trying to find, find that your way into, to put that product, put that service in the lap of the person across from you. I completely switch that around. And this is what I do for Rapid network as well. It is finding out about the other person it is finding out about the other person. What do you want, right? I'm not going to assume that you came to me to sell your company. I'm just going to ask you, what do you want to accomplish here? And when I get get down to what that hot button is, you keep digging and digging and digging, and in some cases, it might not be a fit, which is great, right? So you don't you're not wasting your time going down a rabbit hole. You know, creating relationships that shouldn't be there. You find what they want, and that's what you deliver, and that's plain and simple. That's what when you're in, in those important meetings, find out what they want, and and see if there's a fit from there.
1: I, I love it and and uh, I've talked a little bit about that over the past number of years on the on the program, and I, I can relate that uh, I had that aha, that aha moment early on of uh, from trying to sell accounting services to people that didn't need it, and all of a sudden you realize you know you want to make sure people get as you said the connections the relationships that they need to help them along in that journey. so um, we're running out of time and Mark, I want to make sure our listeners know where they can get a hold of you and learn more about Brepik network can you uh, Can you share that information with our listeners?
2: Yeah first off uh, brepiknetwork.com. dot com Um, It's uh, invitation only, but uh, we do have a space in there if you you want to inquire about that. Um, And then for me, it's MarkFujiwara.com. My first, last name, and .com.
1: I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn as well. But thanks so much for joining us here on Get Down to Business. Mark Fujiwara, thank you so much. I look forward to having you back on in the future. Quick break here on Get Down to Business. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website ShalomCline.com, ShalomKlein.com. And while you are on the web, be sure to visit HealthPlanChicago.com because that is the, the internet home of our next guest, the guru of everything Health Insurance Affordable Care Act, and that is the guru himself, Tom Mirabali. Tom, welcome back to Get Down to Business. Well, thank you for having me back. How are you doing? I am well. I am well. I know you are in Florida, sunny, sunny Florida, might I add, but uh, your phone (laughs) continues to ring off the hook and uh, appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us here. So again, I'm chatting with the guru, Tom Mirabali Insurance, and a pleasure to have you on. So Tom, I know you, as we always say on the uh, air over here, you uh, take phone calls day and night um, in answering questions about the Affordable Care Act and about about uh, insurance in general. And this is an important time of year as people start to take stock of um, what their uh, 2022 is going to look like. So by the way, I'll start by sharing that phone number at 630-863-3477. Again, 630-863-3477. But Tom, um, I know you have been spending a lot of time sort of digging in to, uh, into the latest and greatest changes. And I don't necessarily mean that by greatest, um, but you, you keep attuned to what's going on. So what is going on in the health insurance world?
3: Well, number one, it's called the Unaffordable Care Act in Biden's plan. You know, I I really think that uh, there's a lot of dementia setting in with this man because there's a there's just it it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, The Affordable Care Act is not affordable. I was quoting somebody the other day and um, come to find out that the Affordable Care Act has an eight thousand seven hundred dollar total out of pocket cost per person. Two per family max, so it went up. It used to be last year eighty five fifty. Now it's eighty seven hundred. That's the amount of money that people have to pay out of their pocket before their Affordable Care Act kicks in at hundred percent, and you have two per family, so that's seventeen thousand four hundred. But the the premiums that are coming out, I did a a quote for a lady yesterday. Um, her husband's 50 years old, she's 45, they have a son 20, and a son 16. Well, for those people on the cheapest bronze plan, and they live in uh, downtown Chicago, um, is $1,518. Plus, add to that $8,700 for two people, or
1: $17,400. is affordable about this? Mm-hmm. And this Absolute. is an HMO. So it's an so, intimate of plan. So Tom, um, chatting about affordability, um, which is I know something uh, front and center on everybody's mind for sure. How how do how do you help um, a caller, whether it's an entrepreneur or a you know a, a, a family man or woman um, that's looking to again get the best deal on a policy that will protect their family? What is your process, and what is what are some of the plans that you believe are most popular these days?
3: Well, I have been selling since 1996 short-term medical plans. I started off at Blue Cross Blue Shield, but when the Affordable Care Act came out, Blue Cross dropped the short-term major medical plans uh, like a, a like a rock. But uh, I'm selling. I'm still uh, certified right now with Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, but for the Affordable Care Act. But I am selling a short-term, several short-term plans. The best one out there right now is through United Healthcare and Golden Rule. Golden Rule is a wholly owned subsidiary of the United Healthcare uh, company. And I mean, I could get people, for example, I could get a person, that family I just told you about, a $2,500 deductible max out of pocket for $1,040 a month. And if they pay a single premium, for six months because the plans are good for six months, and then we have to renew the plan. Uh, if I give them a, a six-month single premium cost, it's down to $860. So the Affordable Care Act, the cheapest one, is $1,518 with $17,400 of family deductible. So that's way too much money. So they they the big key to my plans is there's no mandatory maternity coverage that saves about four to $500 for mom, four to $500 for dad. Cause dad has to pay for maternity coverage too. And that's, you know, that's a thousand dollars that 800 to a thousand dollars. So that's the, the attractive part about my, about my plans is that there's no maternity coverage. Yes, you have to be healthy. Um, yes. If you're healthy, I tell people, let's say with this, with this family that the, uh, the husband, uh, had insulin dependent diabetic, he's an insulin dependent diabetic, he would not get the short-term plan. So I would just take the husband and put him on the affordable care act. And then mom and the two kids put them on the short-term plan. You save a boatload of money.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what everybody's looking for, um, to save uh, save a lot of money, for sure. Um, uh, mission critical. So you mentioned some of the examples about families. And are you uh, only able to help people in Illinois? Or I know you travel quite a bit. Um, where Where do your uh, customers and clients come from?
4: Well, they
3: all come from, come from Illinois. And people who are up in Wisconsin, Indiana, you know, those three states, I don't do anybody in Ohio. But if I have a client who's moving to Indiana or who's moving to Wisconsin or moving to Florida for that matter, I'll just call United healthcare and, or give the client the United healthcare number for them to call, to get the plan that's uh, adjudicated for their state, because all the states have jurisdiction over the health insurance. Now what Pritzker's done is he's placed the 61 day waiting period on uh, so, for example, if you buy a Golden Rule plan through United Healthcare uh, for six months, after the six months, you have to wait 61 days before you can reapply for United Healthcare. But there's three or four other companies that I use to make up that 61-day, uh, call it grace period. But mm-hmm. the other companies can go six months too. It's the the states have jurisdiction over the health insurance and Pritzker. Wants everybody to get into the Affordable Care Act. Uh, not to be redundant, which is not affordable anymore. This is insane. These prices, it's nuts. Absolutely. And um, a place like downtown downtown Chicago, Northwestern, they'll only take the eight. Uh, what I heard last time is they're only going to take under the Affordable Care Act the HMO bronze. HMO uh-huh. bronze. So, um, and they may have changed their policy, but that's the last I heard of it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Well, definitely saving money is something that everybody wants to do. And again, I'm chatting with Tom Marabali, health insurance guru. Uh, His website is healthplanchicago.com. And the phone number, 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477. And uh, just in our last uh, minute and a half or so that we have remaining um, in our conversation today, uh, Tom, is there any expectations that you have um, for the upcoming year changes that our listeners, many, many small business owners should be looking out in
3: 2022. Well, uh, there's not going to be any changes in Biden's plan you know, um, he doesn't know which end is up with this plan. So um it, the price for the plans are getting more expensive. And if they do get less expensive, it's your out of pocket cost on the Affordable Care Act is going to go higher. Okay. I mentioned 8,700. The way to lower the prices is you raise the Um, the deductible or the out-of-pocket expenses. So the only way that this Affordable Care Act is going is more expensive and higher out-of-pocket for the client. So the good thing about it is that if you do have someone with pre-existing conditions that can't get regular insurance, um, uh, you put them in the Affordable Care Act, uh, only because they accept people with pre-existing conditions. That's the only good thing about the Affordable Care Act. But the cost Is unbelievably expensive. So that's the bad thing about it.
1: Okay. Well, Tom, you've shared a lot with our listeners, some great advice. And uh, I know your phones must be ringing off the hook in these final few weeks of the year. That's a good thing. And I know that you don't answer the calls uh, 24 hours a day, but pretty close to it. And I want to make sure Mm -hmm. um, our listeners certainly uh, join uh, that course of phone calls about Everything Health Insurance Affordable Care Act. Tom, one more time, how can our listeners get a hold of you um, by phone and by email? Well, they can call me at 630
3: 863 3477. 630 863 3477. Or go to the website, healthplanchicago.com. And um, uh, just give me a call at a high pressure sale. I mail information. Both via email and U.S. Postal Service. Remember the U.S. Postal Service? They're still in business. I do. I, I do. I do. But they're good. But uh, yeah, no, I will uh, I will explain the policies to them. Perfect. And we'll go through it. Well, Tom, we're qualified. just about
1: out of time. And I want to make sure our All listeners right. again get in touch with you. HealthplanChicago.com, 630 863 3477. Thank you, the guru of everything health insurance, for joining us on the air. We will be back and get down to business in just a moment. Thank you, sir. Bye. We're back on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And, uh, I, you know, it hit me a couple of days ago. It hit me a couple of days ago when I uh, actually, as we uh, started recording um, and I started preparing for the show, I realized, oh, my gosh, we're in the final two weeks of 2021, oh my gosh, it's time for New Year's resolutions. And frankly, we talk a lot about New Year's resolutions and uh, resolutions in general on this program of ways that you can improve your business, improve your professional life. And frankly, I hope that everybody's learning something from all of the guests that we feature on this program. I know I certainly have. And we've got a great conversation, by the way, coming up after uh, after our next break. So don't touch that dial. But you know, everybody takes New Year's resolutions and many uh, are involved hitting the gym, maybe curbing your spending, maybe taking on a new hobby. But I want to focus, as I reflect on this year, on some resolutions that can benefit you, your loved ones, and the community at large. First would be find the volunteering opportunity that's perfect for you. Spending more time volunteering in the New Year is an obvious resolution that will benefit others. But you'll also receive a perk. A few hours each week is proven to alleviate stress and anxiety and provide an overall mood boost. There's also evidence that volunteering more can benefit your career. Not sure where to start? Try using an app or website like Golden Volunteer Opportunities or Volunteer Match that can help you find an organization that needs help and is the right fit for your skills. Second thing that I'd say is get some more fresh air. Um, you know, I've been talking with a lot of entrepreneurs over the past few weeks that have talked about their entrepreneurial journey and how they've gotten to where they are. And a lot of it involves... Um, having a good balance of physical and mental health as well. Increased time spent outside can help and have those mental and physical health benefits. While you're enjoying the fresh air, help create and improve the green space in your neighborhood. Contribute to a community vegetable garden or even start your own. Um, There's a lot of good projects that can, like building new bike paths, walking trails in your area, organize a cleanup day with friends and family to help spruce up a local park, and shore up your donation strategy. Many nonprofits and charities receive the majority of their donations in November and December. Commit to giving throughout the year and you'll have a major impact, especially when you find a local cause that speaks to you, like a food bank or a homeless shelter in your neighborhood. Even committing a small dollar amount each month can make a big difference. You can also make Donating funds completely effortless with an app such as Roundup. That app creates spare change by rounding up your debit and credit card purchases. Then the Roundup change is donated to a nonprofit of your choice at the end of the month. Um, read more books. Read more business books. Things that can help you improve your skills. Hey, I've got one. I wrote a book a couple of years ago. It's called the Get Down to Business. You can find it on Amazon. But maybe you have a list of novels that you're hoping to read in twenty in twenty. Uh, Two, maybe while making your way through those mystery and romance paperbacks, you can help spread the joy of reading to others in your area. Donate books, other supplies to a local school. Teachers often list what books they need for their students each year using sites like donorschoose.org. Take a hands-on approach and actually read to children in your community and sign up at your local library as a volunteer reader. Uh, The next thing I'll say is exercise your kindness. Taking on this resolution will show that even the smallest acts can have a big impact whether you send a letter to an old friend, invite a new coworker or classmate to lunch, help a busy neighbor with a chore, it's easy to increase the amount of kindness in your day-to-day life. Need inspiration? Try listening to podcasts that encourage kindness and good, good deeds to get you in the mood. I'm going to be sharing that on my website, some of my favorite podcasts and books uh, over the past year. I take a cue from people that have made kindness a priority and plan to do something specific. like Buy coffee for the person behind you in line each month. All of these things will uh, put your new year uh, into the uh, into the right mode, and again, these are five New Year's resolutions to help you and your community. To recap again, find volunteering opportunities, get more fresh air, shore up your donation strategy, read more books, and exercise your kindness. And I'll be posting on my website some of the uh, some of the podcasts and favorite books that I've discovered over the past year that I would recommend as we move into the year ahead. And uh, finally, uh, as your tip, we talked last week about LinkedIn. And uh, definitely LinkedIn is continuing to evolve and definitely making sure that you have a great LinkedIn profile, which includes a profile picture, includes completed sections in all areas. That means not just posting your most recent jobs, but actually posting a little description, describing a little bit about what you've done in the past. And by the way, LinkedIn does give you an opportunity to post the causes, the things that you're involved in. So take me for an example. I, I'm involved in local community and local economic development and so on. I'll post all of those things. And LinkedIn can help you using some new features to help you find causes that you are interested in. Let's say you're interested in joining a board. You can actually post that on your on your LinkedIn profile. And it makes it easier for people who are scouting, for people with your skill set that are looking to volunteer to bring them into that organization. So again, make sure you're utilizing all of the tools that are available to you and getting involved. And the final thing that I'll say is definitely, as I mentioned, by volunteering and getting involved, you'll meet some of the most amazing people. And by getting involved in causes that are related to your passions, you will likely meet like-minded people that will change your professional life. Because let's face it, as we talked about earlier in the program with Mark Fujiwara, Um, The reality is, is that you want to do business with people that have similar interests that you actually will want to have a common bond with. So maybe you like puppies, maybe volunteer at the local animal shelter and you'll meet and you'll network with people that might be your next client. And you're going to do all of that, build your network and build your company, not by selling, but rather by building real solid quality relationships. And that is the New Year's resolution I think that we can all agree upon. So again, as mentioned, after this break, I'm going to be joined by Mike Maltesa, who's going to share with us about his new book and how becoming selfish actually helped him become less selfish. Selfish. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But again, get on my website, shellincline.com, the list of books, that list of podcasts, as well as many other tips, advice, and information that you don't want to miss. That's a wrap for us here. Um, don't touch that dial because we're going to be back with more conversations about small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. I am very excited to be joined by Mike Malatesta, who is the uh, host of his own podcast, How Did It Happen? Uh, An entrepreneur, investor, author, speaker, trusted advisor, board member. Oh my gosh, the list goes on and on and on. And I'm absolutely thrilled that he's joining me here today. Mike, welcome to the program.
4: Shalom. Thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. So, uh, Mike, before we uh, sort of dive into your book and and your really your I know what is your passion. I want to get to know the person behind the microphone. How did you get in to all of this amazing, amazing work that you're doing today?
4: Well, uh, professionally, I, I became an entrepreneur when I was 26 um, after being fired from a job that I thought I might one day be the CEO. Uh, you know, of the company, I was kind of moving up quickly, and I. I started as a management trainee, so I didn't have any reason to believe this, um, But I thought, I was, you know, I was saying yes to everything. I was moving around. I was doing well, and and then um, instead of becoming the CEO, I got I got fired, and I was 26 at the time, and I just didn't really know what to do with myself. And fortunately, through a series of like sort of chance encounters and chance reach outs, uh, I was able to partner with. just the greatest person that I've that I've ever met, uh, and a couple of other um, folks, and we started a, a waste, uh, you know, an environmental services waste disposal company in uh, in 1992. So, um, you know, we started from nothing and bootstrapped that company, you know, right off the ground, and it was just a really amazing story of uh, of grit and and also a lot of lessons learned and strong backs. My, my partner would always say, it's a good thing we had strong backs cause our, our brains weren't, you know, that strong. <laughs> um, and we grew that business over 22 years, uh, consistently, uh, uh until we sold it in 2015. Uh, and it was about a $45 million company at the time. And then a couple of years later, I started another company sort of like it with a private equity partner and, um, and we had that business for three years, and then we were able to sell it. So, from a professional level, that's sort of the really short story. Um, podcasting. I started my podcast three years ago uh, with a with with two goals. One was to really explore my curiosity with uh, about success, and the second was to really dig deep into stories of successful people and get to the clues that that I can share with my audience to help inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in them. Uh, and then the book came along a little bit later after that, and it was really something I'd been working on for almost at least a decade, but not really, really working on it because I was sort of scatterbrained about it and just got focused on that, got some help putting a, putting a system together that I could follow. And a year later, I was finished with the book, and six months after that, it came out just um, a couple of weeks ago.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, um, it's exciting to see what you're doing. Um and, uh, congratulations on it. And I know that you've got this awesome book and I absolutely love the title, uh, owner shift, uh, how getting selfish got me unstuck. Can you tell us the reason behind the, uh, behind the, uh, behind the title?
4: Yeah. Um, so for, for at least the first 10 years of my, uh, entrepreneurial career, I sort of, um, prided myself on being a selfless leader. Um, at least how I defined it, Shalom. And that was that I put everybody else first. Um you know, I, I I put myself last, but I didn't, but I, I wasn't sure I was doing that out of a selfless, uh, uh, w- with selfless intention. I think I was, but I think also I kind of wanted to be the hero. You know, I kind of wanted to set things up where, um, you know, things had to run through me or pass me or by me so that I could, you know, put my little stamp of approval on it or whatever, and make myself feel good about what I was doing. But um, the reality was that, Um, that was creating a life for me that I didn't want. It was, it was, you know, I was getting exactly what I asked for, but I wasn't liking it anymore. You know, all this stuff coming at me was frustrating and, and it was, it was making me angry and it wasn't what I thought I deserved. Um, And I just, you know, it, it just ground away at me. And later I, I realized that, you know, in order for me to be a good selfless leader i had to be selfish first i had to really understand what i wanted i had to understand what the future that i wanted to create would look like and i wanted to understand how uh, i would want to feel when i you know when when that future was was accomplished and so that's what i mean by getting selfish is you really mm-hmm. i really it, w- it really worked for me to get to get clear and once i was clear i was able to be a much better leader and a much better entrepreneur i was able to do my job
1: Absolutely. I'm chatting with Mike Milatera, uh, um who wrote the uh, fantastic book, Owner's Shift, How Getting Selfish Got Me Unstuck. And I know that the book is filled with roller coasters, roller coasters of the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. Um, both personally as well as professionally. And uh, as you've been saying, at the end, um, being selfish was the key to becoming selfless. Um, yes. And I know between the book as well as, of course, on the awesome podcast, which I did listen to a little bit, I'm looking forward to spending more time. How did it happen? Um, you've interviewed more than 200 top entrepreneurs. And I know that um, you, you're you a storyteller, I think, uh, like like I am as well. So it's great. So we've got about a minute remaining. And I want to give you the, uh, the opportunity Opportunity to uh, share real quick, um, just one of the in- stories that inspire you, and then when we come back after the break, we'll continue talking.
4: Sure, um, one of the stories that inspired me the most was Sam Schmitz. and Sam is a was a, an Indy uh, race car driver, and he was um, he was he was having some success. He'd won a race, and he was, you know, sort of on his way up and, and in practice for, for a race one day he, he smashed into the wall and he crashed his car and in, in, a, in a matter of uh, you know one minute he went from being on top of the world to a quadriplegic. And what's so interesting about his story though is that um, that he didn't stop for a second. Like His first thought was, I'm going to walk my daughter down the aisle when she gets married. She was, I believe, that's, uh, seven.
1: That's a powerful message. And I yeah. want to continue talking about some of that inspiration and some of those messages. But a very quick break here on the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back and Get Done to Business in just a moment. Welcome back to Get Done to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm returning with Mike Malatesta, who's an entrepreneur, author, innovator, and trusted advisor. And we've been chatting about um, his new book called Owner Shift, How Getting Selfish Got Me Unstuck, as well as his podcast. And uh, we were just saying uh, during the break that uh, I asked him to unpack uh, inspirational stories in 60 seconds or less, probably not the uh, not the best thing to do. But uh, again, you've had over 200 people yeah. on the podcast, which is awesome. So again, one more time, how can people learn about it and what can they expect from uh, from, from the podcast, if they are so kind to rate, review, and share.
4: Sure. Well, uh, thank you. The, the podcast is called how Did It Happen. You can find it on any podcast uh, platform. Uh, and in it, uh, every episode, well, almost every episode, I explore stories of success by going really, really deep into the stories that made the person who they are. And my goal is to As I said before, inspire, activate, and maximize the greatness in everybody that's listening, because everyone's got greatness inside of them, and everyone can be as successful as they want to be. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna show you the ways that some people have done it, and then you know it's up to you to take it and make it what you what you will.
1: That's uh, that's exactly what it is, and that's that's helpful. And I know that uh, our listeners can certainly learn a lot by listening to your uh, to to your podcast. How did it happen? As well as reading that book, Owner Shift, but. Real quick, before we wrap up the program today, Mike, you've already shared some really helpful lessons for entrepreneurs, frankly, for all professionals, um, which is great. But what is the one bit of advice that you would have for an entrepreneur tuning in, um, especially as we have this conversation in mid to late December, that you hope that people maybe can put into action a homework assignment for the new year, new year's resolution, if you will, that you think will put them in a better place?
4: I would say uh, never stop thinking big. In the book, I go through the four stages that I, four stages of uh, being an entrepreneur. And the first one is dream. And everybody gets into it with a dream, right? That dream is that they're going to, you know, change the world and have a lot of freedom and they're going to impact many, many lives and they're just going to have financial success and all this success. And, and, um, and a lot of times the dream starts to fade after a while because everything else starts to get in the way, shalom. And I, with this book, I want to inspire people to, one, um, go big two two keep going big three, recognize that that you know getting into the grind and even becoming broken is normal and it 's okay, but it 's not a place where you should stop, expire, turn back, get small, change your thinking there, there, There's a way to break through, and I want to teach people how to continue to break through and maximize their capabilities.
1: One of the best ways that they could do it is by getting in touch with you, purchasing a copy of the book, and subscribing to the podcast. So, Mike, that's a lot yeah. over there. And I want to make sure our listeners know where they can go. You've got a website and a couple of uh, couple of places They, I'm sure you want to send our listeners to who no doubt are nodding their heads furiously. How can people get a hold of you, Mike Malatesta?
4: The best place to, to find out all about me is at my website, Mike, M-I-K-E, Malatesta, M-A-L-A, T E S T A dot You can find everything there: the podcast, the book, uh, my blog, uh, my newsletter, whatever you want. You can contact me, and you can also hook me up on uh, look me up on LinkedIn. I'm I'm active there as well.
1: Absolutely. Well, Mike, I appreciate you sharing your expertise with all of our listeners. I hope everybody will uh, subscribe to your podcast, and I certainly will as well. And um, wishing you happy holidays and a happy new year. And to all of our listeners, be sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share. On our podcast. Uh, It's called Get Down to Business. It can be found wherever your favorite podcast can be found. And um, and we have a great couple of weeks in store, some fantastic uh, guests, entrepreneurs, uh, subject matter experts. And be sure to get on my website, SheldonKlein.com, and follow me on Twitter at SheldonKlein. I'm going to be posting uh, links to all of our guests from the show today. Be sure to check out our sponsors, Tom Mirabali, from healthplanchicago.com. You heard from him earlier in the program. And and again, I'll be posting some more tips on LinkedIn. I know I talked about that earlier in the program. And uh, all of those uh, bits of advice and some helpful resources will be available on the website as well. So wishing you all a great week ahead. And to success, that's a wrap. Let's get down to business. Have a great week.